Welcome to the Shred with Science podcast with your host, Dr. Chris Spearman, one of the world's leading online fitness coaches, an expert in metabolic correction and a global cover model. Chris delves deep into the most up-to-date scientific literature to provide you with the tools you need to live a healthy, enjoyable, and educated lifestyle. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Shred with Science podcast. Deep Dive, episode 104. Now, if you're listening to this live, as it launches, I'm currently in Canada. I am with Darren. Darren is one of my longest serving clients. He is also the COO of Spearman Fitness and helps me run the business very successfully. He is also a coach within the business and a great friend of mine. So, Canada, or where Darren lives in Jasper National Park, is one of the most beautiful places on the planet in the Rocky Mountains. So I am absolutely privileged to call this work, where myself and himself are preparing for two weeks. I'm in Canada preparing with him for two weeks in preparation for his show in Dublin in the Helix. It is a pure elite show run by a good friend, an ex-client of mine, Alistair Hart, under the umbrella of Pure Elite. Now, there is no bias, I can guarantee you that. It has been very strict and even any contact with Alistair has been either completely personal or um, through channels um, directly related to the show. We have a number of clients competing that weekend and of course we want them to do really, really well. Um, And the only, I suppose, benefit is that we are aware through speaking to Alistair of what they are looking for, that you know, some requirements that are normally overlooked, we've identified in terms of posing, stage presentation, tan, all all the things that a lot of people just don't take into consideration when it comes to a fitness model show versus a bodybuilding show. So we're really, really excited. Obviously, I'm here in Canada helping Darren compete and prepare training two, three times a day, ensuring that everything is absolutely spot on. Um, fortunately, I can call this work in one of the most beautiful parts of the world. So I'm here giving you a deep dive on muscle protein synthesis and muscle building. Firstly, though, I want to say a massive thank you to anyone, as always, who's left a review. Today's review winner is from Braden Evely, who leaves a five-star review and says, I've been a listener for almost around three months now. These podcasts really have a nice touch of everything. By that, I mean you have the science breakdown that's easy to understand, workout, nutrition, and online coaching conversations. I love to zone out for an hour and give the latest one a listen. Never boring and always providing such good value. Keep up the good work, Chris. Dude, thank you so much for leaving a review. As always, hit me a DM at Spearman Chris or drop me an email at chrisspearmanfitness at gmail.com and we will get you set up with a free coaching call on anything you like, nutrition, supplementation, training, business, mindset, whatever it is. Now the deep dive series, as you guys will know, is a specific deep dive into any specific topic, but in far more scientific detail than we've done before. Today, we're gonna be talking about muscle protein synthesis or muscle building on a nutritional level on a microscopic biochemical level that allows the body to build muscle tissue, what is required to build muscle tissue, and what is probably often overlooked in terms of building muscle. 
However, before you do that, I want to give you an awesome opportunity right this second for any of you listening to go straight over to my Instagram page, click the link in my bio, or scroll into the show notes under this episode, be it Spotify or iTunes, and download either a bikini guide for free or an arm guide for free or both. I want you guys to take them away as a massive thank you for listening to this episode and the last few episodes. As a massive thank you, let me know how you get on. Enjoy. There's 12 weeks of training programs, exercises, sets, reps, YouTube video links for every single exercise broken down into a five or six day split. Hope you enjoy. Download it. Let me know how you get on. Now, into the science, into the nitty gritty. Now, how many of you out there want to build muscle? How many out there, you know, want to build more muscle in in order to be bigger, stronger, fitter, more efficient? Perhaps you want to compete. Perhaps you just want to gain more confidence. Perhaps you want to grow better symmetry. You want to, maybe you're a female, you want to grow better glutes. You want to become more toned, although the toned word is is very ambiguous, Um, but building more muscle. Now, there are lots of things that we need to take into consideration that is beyond lifting weights. I've talked, I suppose, over the last month or, or maybe more on the importance of exercise selection and exercise execution. Now, this is not an anatomy uh, podcast. This is not a um, biomechanics podcast. This is more of a biochemical podcast episode whereby we're going to go through cellular processes that happen in order for muscle building to occur in terms of protein, amino acids, specific amino acids, downstream pathways, growth factors, and anything that happens downstream of that that allows muscle protein synthesis or muscle building to occur. Firstly, I suppose, you know, protein metabolism is really what we're talking about here. Now, metabolism we use in terms of, you know, we say our metabolism is such and such and such. In terms of biochemistry, What metabolism means is really our body's ability to break down or utilize specific molecules and break them down and and use them for biological processes. So protein metabolism, let's just say step by step. So protein intake, obviously proteins are made up of, we'll say 20 amino acids, of which 11 are essential. um, So we need to eat them and we cannot synthesize them ourselves. So once this happens... Obviously, protein is digested or broken down in um, either the stomach or the small intestine um, or the duodenum or duodenum, depending on whether you're North American or European, whereby the proteins or amino acids are broken down. Now, once these amino acids are broken down, they are integrated into the bloodstream or transported um, via, you know, to the muscles via the blood. Um, obviously once this, you know, for that to happen, protein digestion, um, like I said, in the intestine needs to be efficient. Absorption needs to be good. Um, you know, and we need to ensure that there, there are loads of things. And this is when we talk about gut health, there are loads of things that can happen during that process that can allow a more efficient uptake of amino acids or a more efficient uptake of, uh, protein. Now, before it gets to the bloodstream, however, the liver extracts a significant portion of the amino acids 
um, you know, let, let's just say letting roughly around 30% of the, the amino acids that we ingest into circulation. So you have to take that into consideration as well. Not everything is going into the bloodstream. Okay. Now, once it is, of course, these amino acids circulate in the blood and eventually reach the muscle cells. So these amino acids are used either for protein synthesis, converting to other amino acids, or sometimes oxidation, or let's just say, um, you know, used as a fuel source. So once this happens, amino acids are obviously pulled from the bloodstream into the muscle. Now, there is generally the schematic that you can imagine in your head of, of muscle protein breakdown versus muscle protein synthesis is such that you need more amino acids going in than are being broken down. And muscle protein synthesis needs to dominate versus muscle breakdown in order for muscle to, to, to be laid down in terms of tissue. And that's obviously, you know, a regulated occurrence um, in terms of, you know, how how that system plays out. Now, what happens on a biochemical level that allows that to happen? Now, in short, I want you to think of, you know, a, a cell in particular or, or a muscle cell in particular, okay? Now, of course, insulin is important or insulin growth factor one. Leucine is the initiator or the driver of muscle protein synthesis. What I mean by that is if you want to use an analogy, let's use an analogy that um, leucine is the key that opens the door and the other amino acids or essential amino acids predominantly are it, it is what it takes for you to walk through the door. However, leucine is the initiator. What leucine actually does is leucine initiates mTOR. So essentially mTOR is mammalian target um, gene of rapamycin. Um, you don't really need to know that. It, it's not really important for you guys, but essentially mTOR is a protein. Now, um, I'm going to go into more detail, but I'm going to tell you kind of, you know, briefly what happens here. So today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Supplement Needs. Supplement Needs are one of the UK's fastest growing online health and supplement stores. They have completely exploded over the last year and have been giving out not only some incredible products, but also some incredible information. For me, over the last number of years, I feel like the health aspect of the health and fitness industry has been completely left out and companies like Supplement Needs are bringing your health as a priority to the forefront. For me, maybe it's because I'm a little bit older, maybe it's because I'm a little bit wiser, but I'm focusing so much more now on health, knowing that I can never fully perform without being as optimal as I possibly can in terms of my health. A lot of the supplements that I take from supplement needs and have been taking are health related. For example, zinc, magnesium, P5P, L-theanine, 5-HTP, vitamin B5, ashwagandha, methyl B12, vitamin D3, curcumin, and tudka. Now, for me to bring a sponsor onto the podcast, it is imperative for me, firstly, that I believe in the brand, their ethos, their message, but also their supplements. Now, knowing that Dr. Dean St. Mart heads their intelligence and their formulation is incredible. 
just to have someone like that to give that level of detail for those of you guys who don't know dr dean is a great friend of mine and he has a phd in organic chemistry his sole goal is to help supplement needs create the best possible formulations possible uh, so over the last number of months he has created four stacks there's a kidney and blood pressure stack a liver stack a sleep stack and a heart stack now for me to have a relationship with a company that gives that level of detail and puts that much uh, emphasis on making other people's health a priority especially when it comes to science it was an absolute no-brainer for me you can also find a lot of other supplements on their, uh, both in their in-house store in New Milton, but also online on their website, Redcon One, Granite Supplements, Anabolic Design, Adapt, Cytec, and more recently, the Train by JP Nutrition Supplements. Some amazing products, uh, just an amazing brand, and really excited to be working with them. If you haven't, please check them out at supplementneeds.co.uk. You can also find them on Instagram. And if you want to save some money off, use the code SPEARMAN on your order to save yourself some money. You've got nutrients, growth factors, and cellular stress affect mTOR, which is obviously the protein. Uh, it, it's, it's a type of, uh, it's a FRAP1 gene essentially, which is a transcription initiating factor, which allows protein to be made. So, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, target rapamycin or mTOR, this is one of the most important signaling pathways for muscle growth, cell metabolism, or multiplication of cells. And what it does as a tr transcription initiation factor essentially is mTOR binds DNA or mTOR allows or facilitates the binding of DNA that allows protein to be read or transcribed at an increased level. So what happens based on this initiation or this increase of mTOR, you have a digestion of cell debris, so breaking down of cells, which of course is important for the facilitation of new growth, cell metabolism, new blood vessel formation, which is generally called angiogenesis, which I've gone and shed loads of, of journals on in terms of my, my, my PhD, because angiogenesis is very, very common in terms of cancer cells and allows obviously the growth of a cell, be it a muscle cell or a cancer cell or whatever it is. In this instance, it is a good angiogenesis. Of course, we need new blood cell formation for muscle to grow and muscles to multiply um, in terms of you know the the the, the growth or multiplication or, or or cell growth, so this is what actually happens. Now there are other cell um, processes that occur. So AMPK, of course, is um, is a protein that inhibits mTOR. You also have uh, PKB or um, AKT, which is affected by insulin, which also increases the production of mTOR or uh, mTOR secretion and um, then obviously allows muscle protein synthesis to, um, to proliferate. Now, let's just talk about mTOR briefly. So it's a mammalian target for, for rapamycin um, and you know sometimes it's referred to as a mechanistic target of rapamycin. Essentially, it is a FRAP1 gene 
Um, and what that means is it's a kinase, it's a kinase um, that is, is encoded by the mTOR gene. So yeah, mTOR links with other proteins, like we said, and serves as a core component of two distinct protein complexes. So we've got mTOR complex 1 and mTOR complex 2, which regulate cellular processes. So in terms of you know cell growth, cell proliferation, cell mobility, cell survival, muscle protein synthesis, autophagy, and transcription, they're really, really, it's really, really important to identify that, you know, this is a really important component of what happens downstream of the initiation of leucine and, and insulin in terms of what can happen for, for muscle growth. Um, generally speaking, you know, the activation of myofibular or, or muscle protein synthesis and skeletal muscle hypertrophy in humans um, in response to physical exercise, of course, and the ingestion of amino acids or amino acid derivatives um, requires mTOR or mTORC1, um, which is a persistent um, inactivation of mTORC signaling. So things that can affect this, of course, you know, old age, uh, muscle wasting, um, you know, cancer, muscle atrophy, um, physical activity, which is obviously the breakdown, although that is important for, for the growth further on down the line. Now, I'm not going to get into the muscle protein synthesis in terms of, you know, perfect timings of when you should be taking these things. The one thing I will say, though, is that we're all very aware that uh, branched chain amino acids, although people think that they're bullshit, um, can be really important because BCAs or branched chain amino acids have leucine in abundance. Now, you can say if you want to lose weight, you don't need to take branched chain aminos. Okay, that's fine to some degree. If your goal is to become stronger, more efficient, um, uh, you grow some muscle tissue, to become more or to recover better all of these things it is really really important to take into consideration that you having a sufficient amount of leucine in in the bloodstream generally speaking to initiate muscle protein synthesis to occur is vital so leucine of course is the the essential amino acid that we mentioned before um that's used in the biosynthesis of these of, of, of proteins generally um obviously it's an amino acid essential amino acid um and um, generally speaking, you can find, in terms of branched chain amino acids, you've got leucine, isoleucine, and valine. And generally in a ratio of uh, 411, maybe 811, sometimes 211 or 1611. Generally speaking, I think 411 is, is a pretty sweet um, spot in terms of you know, where you need to be going. I think anything more than that is a marketing tool. Um, in my opinion, I think a 411 ratio, bearing in mind that you probably need about three to four grams of leucine, which means generally speaking, you need about five or six grams of branched chain aminos to initiate muscle protein synthesis. Now, that does not mean that anything more than that is null and void. Not at all. That is the level at which you initiate almost optimal um, levels of, of muscle protein synthesis. But of course, these amino acids can be used once muscle protein synthesis is initiated. So it is important to identify, of course, that, you know, during the cellular process and during, you know, this, this, this whole activity of, of muscle growth, clearly you need to be in a surplus. Of course, you cannot build muscle without it. Of course, 
Um, you know, and in terms of you, I suppose, as a an individual out there who wants to build muscle tissue, you being in a deficit, lifting as much weight as you possibly can is never going to allow um, sufficient muscle growth unless, unless, unless you are an absolute newbie, you are taking performance enhancing drugs to some degree, and you are a in maybe you've taken six months off training and you're getting back into things. That is one of the only circumstances whereby you will be able to build a little muscle and drop a little body fat at the same time. Now, in terms of glycogen storage or glycogen replenishment, this is clearly something that is going to play a role in muscle growth. Now, obviously, muscle protein synthesis is the synthesis of um, muscle tissue to some degree or, or the growth of muscle to some degree, you know, in terms of the growth of cells. Now, there's myofibular hypertrophy and sarcoplasmic hypertrophy. Now, I want to put these two things into perspective. Sarcoplasmic hypertrophy is the ability to increase the sarcoplasm of the cell which is the cells like, uh, let's just say, so every cell has got a cytoplasm. Now in a muscle cell, it's called sarcoplasm. What that essentially means is if you have a balloon and you fill it up with load of water the wa- and, and put loads of, uh, let's just say you put loads of objects in the balloon and you fill it up with water, the objects represent specific organelles within the cell or specific things within the cell that do work. The water that you fill that, like water balloon up with is sarcoplasm in a muscle cell or cytoplasm in a um, in a normal cell. So if you can put more water into that balloon, the balloon increases in size. Now, if you can imagine that's a muscle cell and you have tens of thousands and millions of muscle cells and you're increasing the water in each one, you're going to increase the muscle, right? So that would be sarcoplasmic hypertrophy. And there's loads of ways that you can do that. It's probably more um, cell volumization work, um, increase of glycogen, of course, because then it's going to pull more water into the cell along with it. Um, You know, athletes taking performance enhancing substances, that's going to have an increase in sarcoplasmic hypertrophy. Now, myofibular hypertrophy is the ability to grow muscle tissue based on your load in a sense or the load that you will apply that recruits more myofibrillars or or, or myofibers or or myofibrillar hypertrophy is in, in a sense whereby the analogy here is imagine you are pulling a car on a, on the road and you're unable to pull it by yourself let's just use the analogy that you're lifting a weight you're try- and you can't so what it does is it recruits another muscle fiber, that which would be you recruiting a friend. Now, now you and your friend are trying to pull this truck or lorry or whatever it is and still no good. So you recruit someone else until eventually you reach the point at which the bus or truck or van starts to move. It is at that point that you would say, right, this is the amount of fibers that I need to move X amount of weight. Now, of course, you can make that weight more difficult doing a numerous different things, which is probably more um, biomechanics. We'll come back to at a later date. 
But it is important to be aware that that is what happens. And it's because you then are initiating or recruiting more muscle fibers that your ability for growth within that space increases. Okay. So these are just the simple, I suppose, building blocks in a sense that need to be taken into consideration when building muscle, the biochemical processes that occur. Of course, you need your protein to be sufficient outside of your leucine initiation which of course is for muscle protein synthesis you still need to have a sufficient amount of protein or else you won't be able to grow you won't be able to recover you won't be able to build tissue now i want to throw out some protein myths now one thing i will say is as you get older it is more difficult to build muscle tissue for a few reasons especially for guys So as you get older, your testosterone level, natural testosterone level decreases. Of course, that's going to make it more difficult. Now, number two, there's what is called um, uh, nutrient resistance. And what that actually means is as you get older, your body becomes more resistant to macronutrients or to nutrients, um, nutritional resistance, and you actually need more carbs or more fats or more protein predominantly to elicit the same response as you get older okay so your ability to grow will start to decrease does not mean it's not possible it just means it is a little bit more difficult for obvious reasons now outside of that there is is there a limit of the amount of protein that you can consume or absorb at any one time? No, there isn't. Is there a limit? at So where this study was misconstrued is that there is a certain amount of protein that optimizes your body's ability to recover. That does not mean that anything beyond that is wasted. It isn't. It just means that you have optimally reached the top of the curve whereby any more is not going to initiate muscle protein synthesis any quicker, but you will still have the nutrients there so that you can decide, of course, that you can increase X, Y, and Z in terms of your protein from 25 to 35 to 45. Now, if you are looking to be in a surplus and you're trying to tell me that you increasing your protein is not going to make a difference to you being in a surplus, of course it will. It doesn't vanish. It doesn't just vanish. So, You need to be very logical. People think very illogical when it comes to silly things like this. And it really upsets me sometimes that I think sometimes people cannot just see the obvious, um, the the, the obvious constraints that are kind of holding people back in a way. Um, Now, intermittent fasting. Will you be losing muscle tissue if you intermittent fast? Now, This is a difficult question. Now, generally speaking, if you're intermittent fasting, your goal is probably a few things. Longevity of life, brain or cognitive function, or to lose body fat or or change body composition. So these being the case, you trying to build muscle tissue and do any of those three things is slightly counterintuitive or slightly counterproductive. Can you build muscle and stay sharp all the time? If you can, I would like you to tell me how to do it because I struggle. Um, I feel like I can build tissue, but I am normally quite sluggish and I'm eating quite a lot and my digestion could be better. On the flip side of the coin, I feel like when I'm low calorie, low carb, um, one or two meals a day, 
I am more productive in my work. Now, I have goals that require me to build muscle and be productive at work. So unfortunately, I need to balance. If I wanted to be shredded and lean all year round, I would be a very happy guy because for me, I find that a little bit easier. However, this is not always the case. Building muscle tissue requires sacrifices far more, I think, than building body and than losing body fat. Now, I know losing body fat is more of an emotional relationship with food or it's more of a lifestyle change. Building muscle tissue can take decades. It can take years. It's not easy, no matter whether you're you're a natural athlete or enhanced athlete. It doesn't matter. It will still take you a long time. I think one of the biggest mistakes people make when they um, they look too deep into the fundamentals of protein ratios and amino acid profiles and making sure that you know mTOR is stimulated and that you know their you know AMPK is is not inhibiting mTOR and their leucine levels are above where they need to be but then they look at the obvious if they can't get their bloody food in so it's all well and good looking at the science and my job here is to relate the science but make it practical for you all now by all means Get your 3.4 to 3.7 grams of leucine to initiate muscle protein synthesis. Now, bear in mind, that's an average. Yes, but if you want to build muscle, you need to be in a surplus. There's just no way you you can't be, right? So you need to take these things into consideration as well. Now, in terms of, I suppose, building muscle um, and looking at, I suppose, protein in a sense, you having protein spaced out or all in maybe two or three meals won't make a massive difference provided that you are aware that you probably need you know you need a certain um for example what what ben had me doing for a long time was having some branch chain aminos between meals to ensure that i have you know amino acids in my bloodstream at all times but also that my leucine levels are high enough to keep muscle protein synthesis uh, optimized. So these are some tips and tricks that you can do for sure in terms of um, development or growth or uh, progression. If you're listening to this, predominantly your goal is to build muscle tissue, I would imagine, or else you just love my voice and you love my podcast and that's great and I appreciate you and I love you and thank you very much. But if your goal is to build muscle tissue, and I guarantee some of you guys out there want to build muscle tissue somewhere. It could be your glutes, it could be your abs, it could be your shoulders, it could be your chest, it could be your arms, whatever it is. You generally want to build muscle tissue somewhere. And if that is the case, you need to identify with a very obvious reason or rationale that building muscle will take time. Now, I want you to think, do not build muscle for the sake of building muscle. I want you, it's a Jim Rowan quote um, manipulated by Ben that says, if you want to become a millionaire, then you need to try and become the person that it's going to take for you to get there. And Ben's version is, if you want to build muscle, don't think about, you know, build muscle for the sake of building muscle. Build muscle for the person that it will make you or, or cause you to become to build that muscle, okay? Now, it will take time, but it's worth it. There's so many people out there in terms of the confidence it brings, the the respect that you get from building tissue. For any of you who listened to you know one of the episodes last month, you listened to Jason Maxwell or J Max uh, Fitness talk about you know building muscle to gain more confidence, and it really is true. And you know for girls or women, of course, 
there are things that you can do, you know, building your glutes, building your legs, you know, whatever it is that you feel is going to give you that body that you want. As always, of course, if you're stuck and you do not know, you know, what exercises to be doing and you want to get in bikini shape, like I mentioned, hit the link in the show notes. Hit the link to download my bikini guide. Use some of what I've told you today in this episode to download that guide. Get started immediately. It's got sets, reps, three different glute guides, um, or three different glute days, um, sets, reps, YouTube video links that can take you through this whole process. Guys, if you're out there and you want to build some arms, then my arm guide is perfect for you. You can click the link in my bio as well, or you can click the link in my Instagram bio also, or the show notes below here and download the arm guide 100% completely for free. So please do, um, please do, please do, please do, and uh, make the most out of those guides. Now, in terms of nutrition or nutrient timing, of course, you know, you need something a little bit more specific, but for most of you listening right now, any information that you can take away from this podcast is perfect. Any information in terms of how you um, can manipulate your own food or your your thought process behind food will be of massive benefit. A lot of you guys listening, of course, there's you know tens of thousands of you listening every single week. And of course, you guys are more than likely clients of ours. Um, and a lot of you guys are. Um, that being said, of course, if you have any questions, you're not a client and you just want, you know, some tips, some tricks or some little bit of advice, drop me a DM on Instagram is probably the best place to go. You will get directly to me rather than to one of my team. I can send you a voice note. I can you know drop you a message and uh, we can see if there's anything that, you know, I can help you with. Or, you know, if you don't want to work with anyone, maybe I can direct you somewhere where you can find the answer. I hope that is useful. I know these deep dives can be very technical at the start. And then what I try and do, of course, is I try and pull it back, make it more practical, allow you guys to see that, yes, the nitty gritty is here, but then pull it back, make it more practical and put things into perspective. These episodes are only about half hour long. They're not the the massive long uh, mammoth hour episodes that you're getting or will be getting, of course, when I'm interviewing people out there. Um, but it's important. I want you to take as much as you possibly can away from this. I hope if at least you took one knowledge bomb from any of these biochemical processes downstream of, of you know, say, be it leucine or, or mTOR or, or what it's required to build muscle tissue, share this on your story. Please tag me. Um, of course, you can drop me a message at any point in time. Um, but please tag me on Instagram and I will repost every single one. I hope you guys are having an awesome week. I hope you guys are being productive. If you guys are not, this is your kick up the ass. Get it done. Do it. Whatever it is, whatever that one thing is that you really feel like you can't do this week, that one thing that you've been, been putting off all week, just bloody do it. Guys, as always, I'm going to leave you with the same quote that I leave you at the end of every podcast. With this deep deep dive, of course, it is really, really important that even more so you're making the most today. You will not get this day again. Peace. Guys, I'm interrupting this podcast for one reason only. I want to say a massive, massive thank you to every single one of you listening. Whether you've left a review on iTunes, whether you've shared this in your story, whether you've referred this to a friend, I just want to say a massive thank you. 
As a thank you from me, I want to give every single one of you something for free, something that you can take away and something that you can use. So what I want you to do right now, while you're listening, whether you're on Spotify, whether you're on Stitcher or whether you're on iTunes, continue listening this second, head straight over to my Instagram page. Now, I want you to click the link in my bio and hit free arm guide. I want you guys to download that, take it away, utilize it, give it a go. Let me know your feedback. Let me know how you're getting on as a massive thank you from me to you. So click the link in my bio, uh, put your email address in. It will get sent directly to you in seconds, completely automatically, completely for free as a massive thank you for you guys. Um, even listening to this, you know, I never thought that there would be this many people listening. Just recently, we've hit 100,000 downloads, which is mental. Um, and I want to give something back. So as a thank you from me to you, uh, click the link in my bio, download the free arm guide and get started. Um, you've got three workouts within that arm guide. You've got a hypertrophy arm day, you've got a strength arm day, and you have got an arm blaster. Now, if you're going to do the arm blaster, take about 60 to 90 minutes out of your day because it is going to be amazing. Um, it's a little bit longer than usual, but some really, really good execution tips in that ebook. I hope you make the most of it. Guys, thank you again.